This is the Making a Musical podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Thrapp. It's Theater Thursday, so we have a new episode. Hello. The girls are back. You heard them last week. You can't get rid of us. Nah, they're still here, and they're still drinking the same glass of wine, (laughs) except Bridget, because she drinks tea. Yes, I do. There's a teapot in here and and crumpets, (laughs) and it's delicious. So our podcast follows the development and execution of our new critically acclaimed musical, Good Morning New York. Today's guests, video editor, writer, and Good Morning New York director, Bridget Greeny. It is I. It is I. And then actress, singer, and comedian, and she was also in Good Morning New York as Betty Morgan DeTogny. Hello. Hello. So today we're talking about set design and costumes for small theater. Before we get to any of that, don't forget, we are selling shirts to raise money for our off-Broadway production of Good Morning New York. There are shirts for men and women. They say living the off-off-Broadway life. Another one says, be a better bitch. That was Morgan's quote that I'm trying to sell. (laughs) Amazing. I need to buy one. Yeah, buy one. Uh, Use the code podcast and you'll get two bucks off. Visit goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. It's all there. While you're helping us out, don't forget to like and rate this podcast on iTunes or your platform so we can get this thing out there, get our podcast out there, and get our music and show on the road. To start things off, in my Playwriting 101 class at Red Rocks Community College, my teacher (laughs) suggested we write scripts with a minimal set in mind, otherwise nobody will produce it. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a good idea. Yeah. Red Rock. That's in Denver. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone out there in Denver? Let's talk about that. That's actually, I didn't have a question to follow it. I just, I wrote thoughts, question mark. So, no, that's such, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Because also, with every, the more complicated you write, then you have more expensive set, then you need a bigger stage, then you need a bigger crew to handle it. And in New York City, then you need, like, a car or a truck to drive it around. So, like, there's... And then where do you put it when you're done? Right. I mean, there's just so much. So many levels to a complicated set if you don't have the support behind it that I don't think it's worth it for off-off-Broadway. And oh, a lot no. of places in New York City, for off-off-Broadway, you have a show before you and a show after you and no space to keep your stuff. Yeah. So let's talk about our set. There wasn't a budget for it. There wasn't a budget. Right, right. Yeah. So we don't have... But the, so that's about it. No budget. Um, and now you can go with what you were But saying. basically... Um, I'm not saying any more than that. I think if you go with a huge set... And you don't have the budget for it, it's very clear, oh, this is a low-budget oh theater. God, yeah. Whereas if you try for a more minimalistic set, yes, I think everyone understands that off-off-Broadway is lower budget. But then it also looks more of like more of a choice as opposed to, like, oh, they tried for something and it's just not quite right. It's too much. It's too much. It drives me so crazy. Well, yeah, because like, if you, you want to try to make a set and you don't spend the money, then it looks and then everyone's going to be focusing on that. Can right. I say shit? I don't know. Um, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one thing I o- that always drives me crazy is, like, as an actor, I would prefer to watch really good acting without the distraction of a bunch of sets. Agreed. Than, than to be have it muddied by some half. Yes. I wanted to swear again. <laughs> yeah, don't cuss I'm so sorry. I, also... I keep yelling at you in this podcast. <laughs> I'm not even drunk. I've I've gone off the rail. <laughs> it's gone. But yeah, I think, and also, there's so many logistics that I just can't as a director because it's just too much to to handle. Like I just, 
I'd rather spend time, like you're saying, like on the acting and singing and dancing in a rehearsal than to try to figure out like, oh, how are we going to bring, for example, we had a bar scene in our show and like how to build a bar and bring a bar to a rehearsal space. No, no, no. One of the stages we were in had an upright piano and I was like, we'll place that in a in a scenario where that can be the bar and we'll put some stools next to it. And our second location, we used like the black improv cubes and built a bar because it was only there for one scene and it just was not worth carrying like a giant bar set while everyone's already stressed and you don't have a huge crew behind you to then you're we have Jackie trying to like meet investors and then also like bring it dragging a bar <laughs> through New York City it's just not worth it it's too much it is and so i i think yeah minimalistic i think is definitely the best and yeah you really have to keep i think it also depends on where you're putting up the show cuz if you're in DC you have usually do have a car if you're in New York it's like you on the subway. Like the amount of shows as a director, it's been just me just dragging, <laughs> dragging materials up and down around. The subway it's just too, way too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jackie, how do you feel about what the set was versus like what did you envision when you were first writing it? So <clears throat> I'm the host of this podcast. Yeah, no, I'm no. working on fully take it over. <laughs> so, wow. So for the set, um, I, I always try to do a minimal set, and I knew we could absolutely do the show on a minimal set because yeah. that's how I write. I always write to ex- for I, to expect that there won't be a set. Um, so that's about all I knew. I knew that us uh, kind of making the set was between Bridget and I just going back and forth, mm-hmm. deciding what works. Um, if I do it again, I probably would get a set designer or uh something like that because that was the biggest pain in my yeah, butt like at least stagehands i remember calling you one time it was like <laughs> it was before opening night and i think we still had rehearsals and you wanted to have props for the oh, yeah, final like, rehearsal I physically cannot <laughs> i remember calling you and i'm like they don't get their props i'm done bringing this stuff across the city they will deal with it and I was like they need them and Jackie was like I cannot you told just, us backstage before you called her I'm pretty sure you were like yeah, I'm not bringing these tomorrow you know, you told me, I was like I promised them props and Jackie was like I told them I just I can't like I'm carrying props around the city and and from a producer's expect like you know you guys we all have stuff to do and I'm running around before opening night trying to get um, our sponsors ready and the programs ready but I'm also like making two trips a day to the theater carrying all this stuff i will can we talk about costumes for a second because yes. i thought what you did with costumes was genius to work oh my god the thrift shop. so can smart. you talk about like how you oh yeah thought, that was oh, so smart yeah. this is like a pro tip yes worth worth listening to this podcast yeah right this here. is the only reason <laughs> just no, the just one <laughs> fact. pro tip here it is if you want costumes for your cast all you got to do is go to a thrift shop and say, we'll give you advertising in our program if you donate costumes for us, and then we'll give them back when the show's done. Mm-hmm. So we got Buffalo Exchange. They donated um, costumes, all of the costumes mostly, for our mm-hmm. production for free at no cost. That was so nice. And it's so incredible. nice for the actors, too, I think, because then you don't have to constantly there were elements that i know you guys pulled from your wardrobe yeah. but it wasn't like every single piece a lot of times i think in low budget theater actors become responsible for like buying costumes yeah. which is not really 
yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think it's the most fair thing, but it, it's kind of just sometimes falls on the actors because it's like if no one deals with it, it's like, well, they want to look like their character on stage and feel their character. So then they kind of get. Oh, yeah, I've definitely bought. I recently just bought a shirt and shoes. Yeah, because it's. Really? Was mm-hmm. that for the workshop you were in? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, so I think that, um, yeah, the costume, that was such. I really so liked smart. our costumes for the show. And I, I think our set. Well, Jackie and I talked about this was we were in a black box theater for the first um, night and or the first um, how many performances eight performances eight. and then we moved to a proscenium stage for the last three and Jackie and I talked about how our minimal set 100% I felt worked for the black box but when we got to the proscenium stage we felt that there was definitely a world where we would throw more money and get a full yeah. set design and we thought that that would add a lot to it. So yeah. we were like, oh, we're glad that we went through this process of black box to proscenium to see really the set felt very much it worked at the pit loft. And then it didn't not work at the New York Theater Festival, but we, we were needed, like, like, oh, rolling so, tables. Yeah. yeah, like so, Jackie was like double doors in the back. And oh, like, oh, that yes. would have been cool. So we noticed the audience reaction was different because at the pit, it's a place known for comedy and you're known to laugh out loud and it's small and intimate and mm-hmm. laughing is is needed and they could have drinks however yes <laughs> and at the theater festival um bigger there was it was a huge stage and an audience and not only did the audience they were all they were smiling and they were laughing but yeah. it felt like a theater yeah. but it also felt like they're looking at something incomplete whether the pit you expect it to be incomplete yes. like if you're going to the pit you are used to seeing a desk with papers and a computer and you're like oh we're in an office because they do a lot of sketch comedy there whereas at the New York Theater Festival um, I think, I mean, everybody definitely, I was watching the audience every night because I'm that director. Um, just like, but um, they seemed to enjoy it, but definitely didn't feel like they could laugh out loud as much. And I think it's harder in a proscenium setting to say like, oh, I see a stage with um, with papers that's, or a table with papers that's a office. Um, so we definitely, it was nice to see. I think it was very helpful going with the hopes of going off Broadway to see like, oh, we really got to take into account the venue and how it plays with yeah, with the audience for this show. And yeah, because we learned, now we know, now I, we were talking about this, now we know when Off-Broadway comes, um, what the theater might, a bigger theater, how people are going to react and what mm-hmm. we're going to have to do to get people to know, oh yeah, laugh. Right. Laugh as you would like laugh out loud. And I will come in the cast. You guys did a great job. Like night one in the second theater, proscenium stage, to night two. And night one was really, really good as well, but night two you could see, I could tell you guys adjusted to oh, now I figured out how I'm going to get the audience on board in this setting. Because yeah. I feel like it's probably so different when you're, like, three feet above everybody versus your, like, eye level. Yeah. Yeah. So while we're talking about the off-Broadway set, I know Ooh. how it's going to be. I put it in the script because I'm like, this is what it's going to be. Unless you guys Will change. your playwright teacher from Red Barn be happy? <laughs> what was like, it? Red, Red, much Red Rocks. Red Rock. <laughs> Red, Red Barn does sound very much like a writer's The room. Red Barn. And you're like in a physically in a barn. I went Red to, Barn by Elizabeth Arden. <laughs> I went to the RB. Ooh. It's Red Door. <laughs> big Red. All right. Uh, <laughs> go Big Red. Cinnamon gum. Yep. Okay, right. we'll just keep going. So here's, here's the set that I wrote in the rewrite. I'm going to put on a voice for it. Setting. Newsroom. Sliding glass door separate a backdrop of the control room from the newsroom downstage. 
The newsroom is a very open space with two shared rolling desks where the producers sit. A rolling whiteboard stands on the stage yes, too. Yes, it does. It rolls with a breakdown of local, national, international entertainment and sports stories of the day. So basically, mm. you have a backdrop、yeah. of the control room, sliding glass doors、mm-hmm. that you can see through, and then desks in the front. That is all we need because are they mat sliding doors? What are they glossy? They're glossy. <laughs> are the lights going to reflect into the audience's eyes? Oh yeah. All right. Well, we're going to、okay, work we'll on that. We'll talk about this we'll later. We'll angle it a certain we're, way. Or they、something. are stage doors that looks like glass, okay, but apparently won't. They're going to be see through. Plexiglass. Okay,、yeah. they're going to be see through. Oh, I mean, we got, we got, we only have a few more minutes. Okay. <laughs> so that's that's what I have for that. And were you going to say something?、Brie? Yeah, just because that's the first time I heard that, and I really like it, and I think. For a director, one of the and actors, the most important thing I think for a set is to have places to do busy work and make you know to give intent to to movement on the stage.、Yes. So I like that it's kind of this double layer set because then you can just have a lot of visual movement. Whereas it's hard to be like, just go stand in the corner. There's nothing there. Yeah. yeah. Also, I can like picture like funny things happening without sound behind the glass doors、uh-huh. while other stuff's going on. Yeah. <laughs> like an added element there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm basing this off the、uh, newsroom that I worked at. They had a control room where like the audio and video guy would sit back there, and he'd have all these monitors, and he would just sit there and monitor、so、all the、cool. live feeds. I love that. Sliding doors. The newsroom was right in front.、So、and then、I'm- the full Broadway production has like all the screens. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing because we're still like trying to keep it low budget. But if Broadway production, I mean, the set's gonna be the like, thing、lit. that、oh, makes the whole theater it. is themed. You know, when they do that, I love. That. I love that too. Oh yeah. Oh man, I have so many ideas now, I, guys. I need people to send me their emails or their ideas on this idea right now. I want to do something where there's like free headshot night, but I want to relate it to news because I think、oh, yeah. that's gonna get actors in. To get at their headshots,、yeah. but then I want to. I think it'll get a hashtag on social media, but I don't know how to do it. This is why Jackie's such a good producer. She's, she's like、um, always the thinking, best ideas. She's always thinking of some crazy <laughs> idea that's feasible, and you're just like, how do you come up with、yeah. these things? Well, thanks. I want to do something because, like news, you know, news. Everyone has their anchor headshot,、yeah. so I want to do something like get your anchor headshot and like once a week on like a Thursday or a Wednesday where it might be a slower ticket sale night. I want to do something where people can、yeah. get a big benefit that's more than just the price. The ticket in the show. Yeah. So if you guys know how I can do free headshots or have an idea for that, let me know. We just need、I、to find w- a photographer. That's how、it. much you think they charge a night to take a couple headshots? Hundred, Maybe a couple hundred, but in like yeah, the scheme of what you might get for the ticket sales, that might make it worth it. Because it would be like oh yeah, interesting. Because it would be like with a control room in the background. I want to do it where like actors can actually go and get headshots or something. That's cool. I want to make、cool. it in people's benefit. Okay, so that's all the time we have for this. Anything else we're, with product set? Set no, just、nope. come get free headshots.、Yes. We're here all week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it's. Tell me, you guys, tell, tell me how because I want to do it. I just don't know how. Yeah. All right,、bye. ladies, quickly, how can they find you on social media?、Um, I'm on LinkedIn, and my website is、uh, www.bridgetgraney.com. I don't have a website. Maker Morgan, Maker underscore Morgan on Instagram. And I'm JacquelineThrapp.com, and across all the social media platforms, like us on iTunes and any other platform you listen to us on. Thank you for listening to this episode. But before you go, I want to say two things. The first thing, the Fringe Festival is. Here, as you know, I love the Fringe Festival. They treat actors right. They treat producers right. My good friend Zach is in a show tomorrow, the twelfth. It's called Turned On. It's a romantic comedy about how there's more to love than meets the eye. Zach was in my very first play. I cannot wait to see him go off Broadway. That is October twelfth. 
tomorrow. Go to Fringe NYC for tickets. They start at 16 bucks. Also, congratulations to Brianna Barnes and Let There Be Light. They just won the New York Theater Festival. Brianna, that's huge. You beat out more than 100 other productions. I really hope that you take that baby off Broadway because I want to see it. Brianna, congratulations. Zach, Break a leg opening night. He's also on the stage next week. So guys, just keep rocking it. Keep rocking it. Woo! Woo. Woo.